Cover two. Welcome, everybody, to the Cover 2 Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here with my man, Hooman. How's it going today, Hooman? Will, I am doing really well. I'm excited that we're getting closer and closer to finishing up our rankings here, and which means we're getting closer and closer to doing another mock draft, which yes. I absolutely love. Oh, yes. I can't wait. Another chance to maybe beat you, or maybe even we join together. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of uniting our powers and maybe picking as one cohesive unit and uh, seeing what we can do. And then we could even do a head-to-head after that. Okay, sounds like a plan. Well, today we're going to be going over wide receivers. We're going to be talking about that top 24 wide receivers. And we're going to do full PPR today. Full PPR. So like we talked about in our last episode, please remember what that is. Please know and really understand what type of league you're in before you draft. You don't want to be the person in the draft that thinks you're in a standard league when you're in a PPR league. It's going to change up the dynamics like we talked about with running backs last week. Running backs that are incorporated into the passing game have a lot more value than running backs that are not incorporated. And leading into what we're doing today, obviously wide receivers that get high volume as opposed to, uh, you know, high touchdown, you know, it makes a difference there and changes the rankings. Yeah, I mean, like two years ago, if you had Christian Kirk, he got caught nothing, but he had those huge catches. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, you can get a a wide receiver that has maybe – 10 touchdowns, but maybe they only had 20 receptions the entire season. So it makes a big difference. I'll take the 10 touchdowns, though. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I'll take the 10 touchdowns, but I, I, I would love to have a 100, 100 plus receptions. So we're going to go over the top 24. Um, who, what, what would be your 24 to 13? So we're talking about wide receiver one and wide receiver two here. Wide receiver one's numbers one through 12. Wide receiver two is 13 through 24. And at my 24th spot, rounding out wide receiver twos, I'm starting with DJ Moore. Uh, Then at 23, I've got Adam Thielen. 22, I've got CeeDee Lamb. 21, I've got Cooper Cup. And that's the top of my tier five. I'm moving now into my tier four at number 20 with This one's going to be a little surprising. I might hear some people gasping. If you're currently driving your car listening to this podcast, please come to a stop or pull over the side of the road. At number 20, I have Julio Jones. At number 19, I've got Chris Godwin. Number 18, Deontay Johnson. Number 17, Robert Woods. 16, Mike Evans. 15, Kenny Galladay. 14, Tyler Lockett. And at 13, the very beginning of wide receiver two is A.J. Brown. Big change there for me. Yes, I I was wondering to see where you would put those two receivers because, yes, they are going to take away some of each other's volume. So that's interesting. Yeah, so I believe on our first wide receiver rankings post-NFL draft, I had – I don't remember exactly where I had A.J. Brown, but I know I had him in the top five, I believe. You had him fourth. That's when we knew, yeah, that's when I we knew that. Julio Jones was still in Atlanta, and A.J. Brown was the man in Tennessee. And we were thinking Julio would end up elsewhere. We, I don't think Tennessee was really on the radar at that point, so that significantly changes those rankings for me there. Okay, well, I'm going to go through my 24 to 13. I've got Odell Beckham at 24. I got T. Higgins, my man T. Higgins, at 23. Um, Deontay Johnson, I got Mr. Cooper Cup at number 21. Chris Godwin at 20. I have a surprise here in Keenan Allen. He is my number 19. I have Chase Claypool at 18. Kenny Galladay at 17. 
Devontae Smith at 16. I have A.J. Brown at 15. And I have Julio Jones at 14. Yes, that's right. One after the other. And then finally, I'm rounding it up with C.D. Lamb. And he is at my number 13. You are loving some of the rookie wide receivers, huh? I am. I mean, I think that, um, you know, the C.D. Lambs of the world, now granted, he's not a rookie, obviously, but the um, I think that this season, just like last season, we were going to see a big shocker at our rookie, and I think the best option for that is Devontae Smith, just because I think he's in an offense that needs him to get catches. Yeah, I, I love Devonta Smith, and he's actually one of the receivers I'm hoping to target because like we talked about in our last episode, I'm probably going to invest my first three picks in running backs. So I'm looking at then, you know, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round wide receivers. And I'm hoping to get Devonta Smith as maybe one of my wide receiver ones or a wide receiver two at that point. So not, not too far off from where, where you've got them. So who do you have at 12? So if I'm looking at the back end of my wide receiver ones here, and this is actually my top of my tier four, and that's Terry McLaurin. Uh, I think he's going to have a very consistent season. I, we know that Ryan Fitzpatrick loves to get the ball down the field deep, and McLaurin's the best shot to do that there. I'm almost tempted to put Terry McLaurin up a little bit higher, but if I look at the names I've got in front of McLaurin here from 11 to 1, I don't see a spot where I can really justifiably put him. Now, that's going to be a great issue if he is one of those guys that is higher up there. But for right now, I've got him at the 12th spot. And uh, who do you have at 12? Well, I have Robert Woods. Um, I have Woods a little higher than you do, do just because of his ability to be that Swiss Army knife to get a couple runs. Um, they used him very inventive last season. Um, so I have Woods at 12. And then actually I'm in the same boat with you at number 11. I'm going to go with uh, Scary Terry. I, I do think that I want to put him a lot higher, uh, but I can't based upon the people in front of him. So uh, Scary Terry is at number 11. Yeah, and at 11, this is the back end of my tier three. I've got DK Metcalf, which I actually struggled with putting him as a wide receiver one uh, and not by fault of his own, but just with that Seattle offense. I think that put a lot of panic into myself and a lot of fantasy owners in the second half of the season last year. I, I assume they're going to get the ship right, and that's why I've got, I'm, I feel comfortable now putting DK here at number 11. He does have a very high ADP, though. He's got an ADP of the you know front end of the second round mm -hmm. currently right now. I've got him as an ADP of two, 202, which I would not even – you know, fathom doing that right now if we were drafting anytime within the next month or so. Uh, which brings me over to my number 10. Number 10, I've got uh, someone that, you know, might not be on people's radars, but that's Amari Cooper. I think with Dak coming back, yeah, I've got CeeDee Lamb in my top 24, but I've got Amari Cooper in my top 12 here at number 10. I think Cooper's going to pick up right where they left off with Dak, you know, before the injury. And I think he's going to have a nice season. He's got a pretty low ADP right now, and that's where I've got him ranked. His ADP is in the fourth round, middle of the fourth round, and I think you can get a little bit more value out of him if you need to take him early fourth round or late third round. Interesting. See, I I love Cooper. I do love Cooper, um, but I I don't know if time has passed him just because of his his lack of production the last couple of years, um, where he was kind of like 
you know, the wide receiver two in that offense last uh, two years ago when they had Dak. Um, but I love him because he got me to a championship one year, and so I'm all in with him, especially um, on that offense now with Dak. But um, I'm going to go with my number 10, and my number 10 is actually maybe a shocker to you, and that's uh, Justin Jefferson. Um, I like Justin Jefferson. He had such a great year last year. That's why I think he might have a little bit of a regression. Um, he is being touted at uh, the end of the second round right now. Um, but with Thielen and him and Kirk Cousins and and, uh, and Dalvin, I just see a lot of hands in the cookie jar, and so that's why I have him back at 10. Um, and then I'm actually going with DK Metcalf at 9. I think that they're going to have a better offense this year in Seattle, you know, more like what they did at the beginning of the season last year. Um, but I really like DK Metcalf. But I am is so surprised of his his ADP as well because – I would not see him as my number one. I would like to get him as my second wide receiver or that last wide receiver if I've taken two running backs and a tight end. Well, I think his ADP is there because you can see the potential for him to be not just a wide receiver one, but the wide receiver one in the league with his ability. I mean, he does. He did have a little bit of a drop issue towards the end of the season, but with his size, his speed, his route running ability, it's there, but we just haven't seen the consistency. So I can see why the ADP is there. I'm just not going to buy into that. Uh, so at, er, I believe we're on number nine now, right? That's right. So at number nine, I've got Allen Robinson here. I'm a big fan of Allen Robinson here. I, the Allen Robinson, the fantasy player, scares me a little bit because we're looking right now at Andy Dalton and then Justin Fields. Dalton, we know Robinson probably won't be productive. Uh, our, our My best hope here is that we do get Justin Fields in there as early as possible. Even with Dalton, I think you're going to have a pretty decent floor with Allen Robinson. And I like him a lot. And I think if that offense really gets going, he can bring some serious value at your wide receiver position. And then my number eight is the top of my tier three. And I... I really wanted to put this guy higher. I just, there's more in front of him that warrant being there. And that's why I'm hoping in drafts this year, people overlook Keenan Allen. I know you've got him ranked a little bit lower, but I think for me, if he's someone that you can take a shot on in that late, you know, early third round, late third round, mid third round, or even late second round, if you've, you've got a really good running back one, and then you have the chance to make that turn and get a second running back. Keenan Allen, I think can return a lot of value with Justin Herbert at quarterback. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm going to go down to my number eight. Um, I've got Mike Evans at eight for me. Um, great offense. Uh, the only reason I have him here is because he does have a running mate um, that could steal some of his catches. Uh, he was the best wide receiver on the team, and he got a lot of those short touchdown catches. Um, but I do see him and Tom Brady having a, a huge year this year. Um, and then I go with my number uh, seven, who is actually, for me, at the top tier of my uh, third tier. And that would be Allen Robinson. And the only reason he's here, as we've talked about many times, is who's that quarterback. If it wasn't for that, I might be putting him above maybe one other guy, putting him in the, in the second tier for me. Um, but for now, that's where he's at at number seven. So my number seven, this is the bottom of my tier two. This is where I've got Justin Jefferson. 
his ADP right now is early, you know, first pick of the third round. And I would be really happy getting him. I'd be ecstatic getting him as my wide receiver one. If I was able to get two running backs in the first two rounds and then end up with Justin Jefferson in the third round, I would be super happy with that. I think Justin Jefferson, you did say, you know, he did have a great year as a rookie and there's, you know, Thielen's there, Cook's there. You even got Irv Smith at tight end. Can he sustain and have the same ability with those weapons? I think so. I think the connection with Cousins was there. I think they're going to even be scripting the offense more so to work with what they're able to see out of Justin Jefferson. I think the talent is there. And I think he may even have a little bit of a leap this year forward, which is, you know, saying a lot with the outstanding year that he had as a, as a rookie. Uh, so then I move up one more spot to my sixth. And that this is where I've got Michael Thomas. Typically he'd be in the top three here. He's still a tier two guy for me this coming season, only because of the departure of Drew Brees. Now we do have, you know, Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, I think we can probably both agree that he's probably got a little bit more value as a fantasy player if Jameis Winston's playing. Um, so we'll see how that unfolds. He's actually a player that I'm probably going to avoid. If I have a chance that if he's sitting on my board, draft board, and able to draft him, and I have the choice between him or Justin Jefferson or even Keenan Allen or Allen Robinson, even though I've got him ranked higher than those guys, I'm probably going to choose to take those guys because I, I'm certain with their quarterback situations aside from Allen Robinson. Yeah, that that is interesting. Almost like when we talked about Kamara a little bit as far as where is he going to fit, would you take him ahead of somebody else? Um, and that is that is interesting. I have him a little higher, and that's where I'm going to go with my number six um, is going to be Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin Ridley, obviously, now the number one in that offense uh we saw last season when he was the number one he had a great season and the only reason i have him outside number six is i do have michael thomas at five i just can't take a guy that's been the number one fantasy player the all-time leader in receptions as far as in the season out of the top five for me even if whoever's a quarterback he's the only receiver for the saints he's gonna get catches in the full ppr league that's where i'm looking at it Probably not going to be a lot of touchdowns, but he might get the ball nine or ten times. That's going to give you an easy ten points. Yeah, and I know Thomas had some injury issues last year, but when he was in that offense without Breeze, even with Breeze, he for some reason just didn't look the same. And, yeah, it might have something to do with the injury. I think that was just enough to scare me off him uh, as far as the rankings are concerned. So at number five, we're talking top five here. This is the top end of my tier two. And this is where I've got DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, his current ADP is early second round, the 203. I've got him here. I think he's going to sustain his current fantasy value, uh, which, you know, I, I did move a couple players ahead of him. So I, I think he's still going to bring you a great value there in that offense with Kyler Murray. I think he's the guy. He's going to get consistent work. And if you feel comfortable taking him in those early, you know, the late first round or the early second round, go for it. So with my number four, this is where I've got Stefan Diggs. Uh, he, again, he's got about the same ADP as DeAndre Hopkins. You could probably get him late first round, early second round, but at 203 is where his ADP is, where he's going right now. I think he's just the bottom end of that tier one for me. I've got four guys in my tier one. Stefan Diggs is the bottom end of it. 
for no fault of his own. I, I know he was the number one guy last year. I just there are three guys ahead of him that I would rather have based on their potential this coming year. Well, um, you know, I'm going into to my top four. I'm gonna do four and three. Um, and my number four is that man you just talked about, Mr. Stefan Diggs. I really like him this season. Uh, the only reason he's here is I do like a couple other guys a little bit higher. Um, but he is the number one receiver on that team. Um, they, you showed last year, they showed last year that Josh Allen really likes him and gives him the ball a lot. He had seven to eight catches every single game. So a great addition to your PPR team. Um, and then that goes to me with Hopkins. I think Hopkins is is going to have an amazing year. Second year with with Kyler Murray. Um, that offense that actually, um, yes, they got uh, AJ. Um, they have uh, Isabella. They have some other pieces wide receiver wise, and they have a full backfield. I just think that you can't not throw that ball up to him, and he's going to get some touchdowns. So I have him at number three. Okay, uh, and at my three, this is where I've got Calvin Ridley. Uh, his ADP is early third round, but I, I think he's he's much higher than that. I think he is going to be the Julio Jones fantasy value that we were accustomed to seeing for so many years before Calvin Ridley got there. He is the guy in Atlanta, and I think for the foreseeable future, he's going to be a tier one guy here and top three receiver in the league as far as fantasy value is concerned and especially in a PPR league I think he's going to be a PPR machine this coming year with Matt Ryan and then that takes me to my number two which is this might be a little surprising to some people but I've got Devontae Adams at number two and yeah this is pretty contingent upon Aaron Rodgers returning but I think Devontae Adams is even Aaron Rodgers proof to the point where you know he's the receiver there and whoever's playing as long as they can get the ball out of their hands it's going to be going to Devontae Adams, and he's going to have the high volume, and especially if Aaron Rodgers is back playing, he is the tier one, number two, could be even the wide receiver one in the league. Well, that gives you number one is who, obviously. That's Tyreek Hill. Uh, I think he is on the number one wide receiver. I mean, I guess that's arguable with Travis Kelsey there. On the number one offense in the league, and – with that offense being as highly productive as they are in the passing game, it's difficult to not have him as the number one wide receiver. You know, for me, I was going through my rankings, and we've talked about this many times in our ranking shows and, of course, in our mock draft. And I always said that I would take Devontae Adams and even maybe somebody else for Tyreek Hill because of his consistency. And you kept hitting me over the head with statistics of how consistent he was. And so I am going the same way as you did. I'm going Devontae Adams at two. I'm going Tyreek at one. Even, I don't care about the, uh, the Aaron Rodgers situation. If Aaron Rodgers is there or if Aaron Rodgers is not, um, I still put Tyreek over because, like you said, number one wide receiver on the number one offense. And he just can out, he just can flat out fly. And it doesn't matter how many guys are covering him. He yeah. shifts into a different gear and creates space. And I think that's kind of what we're hoping to see with Devonta Smith in the future, too. Not not to compare him to Tyree Kill or that he could be anywhere near the level of that, but his ability to get open is comparable to Tyree Kill's. And that's it, it's, it's a facet of the game that these other receivers, any of these receivers in his top 24, do not have that Tyree Kill has. And it doesn't hurt having a Patrick Mahomes, too. 
Yeah, that never does hurt, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, <laughs> thinking about some situations here, um, if you had a choice um, between uh, Claypool um, or, let's say, ODB, Odell Beckham, who would you go? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, I would have to go with Odell Beckham. I, his inconsistency coming off the injury, it's something that's a little bit scary. Uh, Claypool has, you know, he had the flashes last season. He had a little inconsistency towards the end of the last season. But if Odell Beckham is coming back completely healthy, I think he's the go-to guy in that offense, regardless of, you know, having Jarvis Landry there. And I can't say the same thing about Claypool because to me, Deontay Johnson is the wide receiver one in Pittsburgh. We saw it with Big Ben in there. Deontay Johnson was getting volume after volume after volume. He was getting the ball thrown to him about, I think he was, the average was somewhere between 13 and 15 times a game. I'll take that any day of the week over what Claypool had. So to me, that, that makes the decision Odell Beckham Jr. in that case. Now, if you had to pick, let's say, seventh round, let's say mid-seventh round, um, and let's just say the board was crazy with wide receivers off the board, would you take a chance on Jamar Chase in Cincinnati? Absolutely, and that's something I was hoping we would get to. And You had one of the rookie wide receivers in there, um, so I didn't get to really touch on it too much. That's the point of the, the mid-draft. Once you've got your you know, running back ones, and if you have a wide receiver one and you have a tight end or you have a wide receiver two and you're looking for a third wide receiver, that's where you can probably start looking at those wide receivers that are rookies, like a Jamar Chase, a Jalen Waddell. Uh, I think a Devonta Smith is probably going to drop down to like a seventh, eighth round to where you could take that shot at them. I think they they have that value that, especially those three guys, where they're coming into offenses where, hey, they could end up becoming the number one in those offenses. So they're someone that you could take that shot on. Now, historically, last year is the exception. Historically, rookie wide receivers do not return a whole lot of value in their rookie seasons. That last year was a complete anomaly. We had receivers that broke that exception and maybe this year you're going to see and this is when you get into your draft you might see that recency bias affect a lot of your league mates where you may see devonta smith jamar chase i think especially jamar chase i think we're going to see jamar chase get drafted by humans in league drafts as opposed to adp um a lot higher than he probably should meaning that you can get one of these veteran guys a little bit later than you probably should so keep an eye on that. Don't jump to them too soon. But if, if you really believe in them, though, and you want them and they're there, go for it. But just be aware of where you can probably get them opposed to where you should get them. Well, you know, we are going to next time get into a, um, a mock draft where we'll team up, as, as Hoban said earlier on in the beginning of the show. Uh, where we'll be able to pick together and, and make decisions together and give you some insight of what we're thinking and what might be the best option for you. Yeah, I think you're going to probably see us in that situation where we're faced in probably the 8th, ninth, 10th round where we might have a shot at one of those rookie wide receivers and hear us debate the pros and cons of taking that receiver. 
But like always, before we get there, make sure to always uh, subscribe and like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and of course on YouTube. And like always, cover two. Cover two.